Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a return guest today, my dear friend, Abby Dodge, who is a baker extraordinaire. And actually, when I say that, I'm not exaggerating. I am not a baker and I have baked out of Abby's books. Her last book, The Everyday Baker, is one of my favorite cookbooks, Abby. And it, seriously, I've baked so many things out of it because you make it easy for someone like me. Oh, Denise, thank you. Thank you. That's my goal. You've, you've just I, done the advertisement right there. Well, see, you have done it. Now, I have the book in my hand. Abby sent it to me. I was so grateful, or publisher did. It's called Sheet Cake, Easy One Pan Recipes for Every Day and Every Occasion by Abigail Johnson Dodge. Abby, I went to Tuesday, no, not Tuesday, Monday afternoon. It was cold and drizzly here in California, if you can believe it, in Los Angeles. It actually was a little cold and rainy. I went to my bed with a cup of tea and read your book from cover to cover. I know it's, you know, and I have to tell you that, it, and so people know, I looked at your book, the pictures are also the photography and the styling are beautiful, but for people, what I love about it is if you want to bake something for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you've got a birthday, a New Year's Eve party coming up, but you, and you don't want to go to the bakery. That's why I love this book because you give people all sorts of tips of how they can make it. And, and as I said to you, you take that horrible, my cake has to be perfect out of people's fears. Uh, well, thank you. That, that's, that's long been my goal. I think the emphasis on perfect is, and I'm using the air quotes, perfect is just way over the top. Um, my idea, and I've been saying it for a long time, is that uh, imperfect is the new perfect. Good. Um, let's focus on imperfect because nothing is ever going to be perfect. I mean, I, things that I make aren't perfect. Um, you know, you know, from a food styling aspect, Denise, that, you know, the way something looks in an image can be really beautiful, but in many ways it can be completely unattainable, especially if you're not a professional baker. Unattainable. Now, one of the things I've loved with photography and styling in the past 10 years, the decade, again, with the rise of, you know, with the rising of blogging is, um, Food looks much more natural in photographs, and it should. And Abby, you're right, because just like I'm never going to look like Oprah, for obvious reasons, but I mean, I'm never going to look like the cover of Oprah magazine or Vogue magazine. I'm never going to, I'm never going to look like Martha Stewart. Do you know what I mean? I'm never going to have two perfectly brushed dogs. I'm never going <laughs> to look like that. So... It makes it, I mean, there's a point of being aspirational, but there's a point of actually makes people, I think, disappointed. So I think that baking books, if you, you know, it's kind of like Thomas Geller when the French Laundry came out and I'd known the woman that helped him write down his recipe, Susie Heller, you may know Susie Heller too. She's been in the Napa Valley forever. She followed him around for like a year to be able to write those recipes down. Okay, now the problem was people bought that book. Thank God it made a fortune. It's a beautiful book. It's probably the least cooked out of cookbook ever in print because we just don't have a staff of a thousand. 
Or a staff of three. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so talk to me how you came up with the idea because you, because I think it's brilliant. And also so people know, it's not just, you tell them, Abby, it's not just a sheet cake, easy pan. You also go into rolled cakes and into layer cakes for people. Yes. So the genesis of this book came when I was quite literally making dinner in a sheet pan. One of those classic, we've been doing them for years, those sheet pan dinners. Um, And as I was piling my ingredients into my half sheet pan, um, I started thinking, this is so easy. Why aren't I making my cake out of this? And from there, (coughs) it started rolling. Pardon the very bad pun, um, uh, but we, I, you know, I went from just baking cakes in that classic large half sheet pan, eighteen by thirteen <clears throat> rectangle with a one inch side, um, one layer, perfect, super easy. You make an easy batter, you pour it in, you bake it for a minimal amount of time. Sometimes, you know, thirteen minutes, fifteen minutes. Pile some frosting on, and you're done. You're done and dusted. Dessert's ready. If you want to go a little bit further and put a little more effort into it, you can go to the stacked chapter um, where quite literally I cut out shapes from that sheet pan and stack them with all that delicious frosting. Or you can take it one step further and you can roll it. You can make more classic roll cakes. All right. Now I have to tell you when I, I love it. First, there's a couple of things. One, when you said it's a sheet pan and you put frosting on it, but it's what the, the next step, Abby, for people that aren't familiar, you can cut that in beautiful, clean little squares. You know, it, everybody, oh, now let's cut the cake. Well, this gorgeous, I love the people that make five, six layers of cake. It all works until you go to cut that thing, okay? And then it becomes like your nemesis. It collapses. The pieces are too big to fit on a, uh, you know, to fit on a plate. I mean, it, the first one never comes out. I mean, it's just like people, the, I always equate this to this, like the first time you ever have to cut a wedding cake and no one warned you and you are now, you're in the weeds. Okay, you're so in the weeds. So there is an art to cutting any cake, but the sheet cake, I love the one, I'm looking at your recipe and I had, I made, the peanut butter and marshmallow cake, it's so pretty, Abby, because you cut it in bars and then put the marshmallow on top. So it, it's a it's cake, it's cookie, it's a candy bar kind of. Do you know what I mean? It's got so many applications to it. I love it. Yeah, that's that's a fun recipe and you're exactly right. And the beauty of it is, you know, in, to me, when I'm cutting cakes, um, you know, layered cakes, you know, those classic kind of cakes. And someone says the dreaded, oh, I just want a very thin little. Oh, cake. no, no, no. My mind explodes. Okay. You know, you can actually hear the <laughs> because you just can't, no. you know, in a layer cake. So the beautiful thing, another beautiful thing about doing it in a sheet cake is you can just cut a little smaller square out. You know, there are no rules. You just take your little spatula, offset spatula, and just cut a little smaller piece. Or for if you're serving you or me or Cindy, you know, maybe, well, uh, you know what? I'll speak for myself. I want a big piece of that. Okay. Me too. I want me a big too. piece. I have, since I have been in semi, 
slash almost retirement, Abby. I mean, I still do this and I do, I'm do. i working on special projects, but I'm not styling every day anymore because I'm, I'm too old. Okay, that's all it comes down to. I have the knowledge, I don't have the desire to anymore. And I don't want, I don't like taking directions from people. So that's gotten, as I've gotten older and honorier, that's become more of a problem with my clients. But I can tell you this, I budget my calories now as I'm, I, I've gotten to be much better about it. I have recently lost like 25 pounds. I needed to, but if I am gonna have the cake, if, I'm, if I was coming to your house and I knew you were making cake, for dessert. I have budgeted for that cake all day long. So I don't want the little, oh, let me have a little piece. I want a big old fat piece and I want to enjoy every bite of it. Yep. See, that's the other thing about cake. Don't eat it unless you can enjoy it. Do you, you know what I mean? I mean, about dessert. I want to enjoy it. And people should enjoy it. And, they should. and it should be fun. Um, which is, I think, another thing that I wanted to bring to this book, to Sheet Cake. I wanted it to be fun, not only emphasizing, hey, don't worry about it being perfect, but emphasize the fun, you know, match your peanut butter cake with marshmallow frosting, gosh darn it, you know. Julia's favorite famous line about if it's a party without a cake, then that's a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I, I say to people all the time, we need a cake. Do you know what I mean? If it's something important, we need a cake. And my husband always says, would you stop with that? And I said, I'm telling you, we need a cake. Now, your crumb cake recipe brought me back to my mother. It, it was the most, one. I love it. I'm going to make this. And I don't think, again, this is from another time in the world. People, this was really like a coffee cake to us on Saturdays. As Italians make a similar one. And that's how you knew it was the weekend. Do you know what I mean? And I, so that recipe in your book brought me back. I need to tell you something else. When I was a brand new, I was 20 years old, 21, got married. Um, talk about when perfection doesn't turn out. And anyway, I got married the first time. I wanted to make a rolled cake. Okay. I wanted to make a jelly roll. That's what. And then every cookbook, every baking bush, Abby said, okay, get a jelly roll pan. Okay, in those days. And this is 1970, 71. I went to stores. I went to every fancy, there was still, there was a Williams Sonoma in San Francisco. People said, jelly roll pan, what are you talking about? I said, it's a jelly roll pan. It took me months to figure out that it was a sheet pan with an edge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in the day, jelly roll pans, and yeah. they did come in all sorts of different sizes. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until fairly recently, you know, in the last 15 or 20 years that the half sheet pan, that 13 by 18 pan is the one that everybody uses. You can buy it at the restaurant supply store. You can buy it at William Sonoma. You can buy it online. Um, the restaurants are all using them. We're, we're already making our sheet pan dinners in them. Just use that one. It makes it so much easier. It's so much, you know. They t- last so long. Do you know what I mean? There is, I mean, other baking, sometimes, you know, one of the things I've had when people said things to me, Abby, and or when I go to their house, it's like they never have a decent knife. Do you know, they want me to cook dinner and I get there and they have this like 99 cent knife that came on a piece of cardboard that's like, I, you know what I mean? You could, it's not, I say to people, if you can't stab somebody with this, it's not worth it. But 
sheet pans last a long time. And it, you know, sometimes you go to someone's house and they're baking, but they don't realize that that really cheap cake pan or something that they bought that they've used once or twice that no longer holds its shape, that that's not the way to go. Do you know what I mean? That you need to make a little, you have a whole section in this book that I like in the beginning about equipment that are just basic things that people, people should buy. But the sheet pan they've already got, like you said. Yeah, they've already got it. And, you know, as, as I say, you know, if, if it's a smaller family that maybe isn't doing a full half sheet pan dinner for these cakes, you can divide the recipe in half and bake it in a nine by 13, classic nine by 13 pan. So that sheet pan is, is just such a staple. If it doesn't fit in a drawer, you can find a closet that it fits in, or you can just slide it into the oven if it's just a bit too big for your space, your apartment space. But it's really so versatile, and you're going to use it for everything from dinner to toasting nuts to roasting veggies to making cake. Um, as you say, what did you say that uh, Julia says? If it's if there's no cake, it's if there's no if, if, if it's a, at a party. If there's no cake. That's not a party, that's a meeting. Love that. And, you know, truly. Now, I want to also, so we talked about the jelly roll pan slash now, better name to just call it a sheet pan because it has, I guess, and also, Abby, this is something you would know. She, see, sheet pans for years, not in commercial kitchens, but to the homeowner, to the household cook, they didn't have um, sides on them. And I remember, so, and they, you would pull something out and the cookies could slide right off that pan. That was so totally, such a bad design. What was that about? So it's, it's, it goes down to terminology. It's when the baking nerd in me comes out. So okay, please. cookie sheet, flat, one raised edge. I see. Okay. Half sheet pan, four raised edges. Um, and because... While you can bake cookies on a half sheet pan, you cannot make a uh, layer cake on a cookie sheet. You cannot. I had forgotten now. So why do they have a cookie sheet like that? Was the idea so when the cookies are cooled, it was easy to just push them off? I think so. I think okay. so. Or, you know, it seems to me. Um, and it also might be that restaurant, you know, grade half sheet pans just hadn't bubbled into residential kitchens. Get it. Okay. That, okay. This is all making perfect sense to me. Now, if someone I'm looking at the other one, the uh, spice cake you have, and then yeah. there's frostings in it, just so people know when they get their book, there is the recipe. Then it says assemble and serve the cake, which is fantastic. And flavor swaps you put here, Abby. So if people want, if they don't like the frosting you picked out, you gave them another one. I love Thank that. you. It's all about empowering people to make their own choices, right? It's, it's, it goes back to that, hey guys, let's have some fun. So at the back of the book, that's where all of the frosting recipes are congregating. So you can pick and choose if you want a chocolate one or you want an orange flavored one. You know, there's lots of different choices. And, and you know, I think people need to be given permission to explore and to be able to say, hey, you don't have to make it exactly the way the picture shows it, the exact way that I've written the recipe. Um, you can go with your own flavor combinations. It's, it's just that easy. I am looking at your beautiful banana buttermilk cake, which is a layer cake, which this cake, 
actually should be illegal because I don't think any good is ever going to come from this except I, I, this is crap. This is crap. Now, this is, tell me about, and you have to explain to people, I'm looking at it. I'm sorry, Cindy. I just want you to see. She has, she makes what she calls cake croutons on top. Talk about fun, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so tell me. So the genesis of this cake. So this isn't from the stacked chapter that we were talking about before, where I'm cutting, um, in this case, circles. You can also, I give directions for cutting rectangles, cut out three circles or three rectangles and of a classic buttermilk uh, banana cake, which is a Dodge family. It's, it's the only birthday cake I've served for anybody in, well, oh, in way, way, way too long. So this cake is a Dodge family classic. Um, I have reinvented it to bake it in the half sheet pan so that it bakes faster. But I have stacked it and smeared each layer and coated the entire thing with a double chocolate buttercream. Um, the combination is quite literally to die for. Um, and on top, so if you can imagine, I've cut these circles out of the sheet pan cake. Um, with, out of the remaining cake that's left over, um, I cut little squares and I call those cake croutons. Um, because why waste that cake? And I like to throw them on top. It's a three layer cake. I like to throw them on top. Um, but you can also with those cake croutons, you can freeze them. You can add them into ice cream. Um, if you're churning your own or on top, if you're serving, if you're dishing some up after dinner, um, you can add them into oatmeal, oatmeal in your morning cereal. I mean, that's, it's really, 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 really delicious. This now you this that sounds delicious, and I could also just be eating the cake croutons right out of the freezer, and then think, oh, I only had a couple. It did, that doesn't even count. That doesn't even count. Now, answer me this: what What do you? So here's what I think for the holidays, Abby, because we're having people on the podcast in the next few months, and we've always had great. We um with pros like you, people that give us hints for the holidays. If someone wants to make one of your cakes, how long ahead could they make it and freeze it? And how do they wrap that? So in all of the recipes, I will say that I do give make ahead timelines. Um, not all cakes can be make, made and frozen, but there is an ice cream, brownie ice cream cake mm. that can be frozen. It's a Mexican one that you can make a month in advance and wrap it quite tightly, you know, freeze it first and then wrap it in plastic wrap and then wrap it in some foil. And if you have a large Ziploc bag, you can slide it into there into the freezer right in that, take it sucking out up as much of the air as, as you can. What I always like to tell people about baking for the holidays is to plan in advance. And quite literally, I mean, read the recipe before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so you start becoming, I know it sounds silly, but if you think about it, read the recipe before Thanksgiving. So you start to become familiar with it. And then look at all the tips. And if it's from my book or anybody's book, look at all the make ahead tips and see what you can do ahead and how long you can do it ahead. Breaking down recipes into manageable steps is the easiest way to succeed, especially during the busy holiday time. Many components in my book and in other people's books can be made ahead. For instance, Denise, the, um, the dry ingredients 
for a cake in, I will speak for my own book, in, in this book and in most of my books can be measured. I prefer weighing them, please. Um, and put in a Ziploc bag, label it so that you remember what it is. And then you, you just, you literally have your own baking mix right there, ready to add butter, eggs, milk, what have you. Um, and that's, that to me is a great advanced step that you can do, uh, that you can do ahead. Many frostings can be made ahead if you're planning on making a big splashy cake. Um, many of those can be frozen and then popped out of the freezer, um, especially buttercreams and just re-whipped right before you're ready to frost. Makes it so much easier if you just break down that recipe. That Now you said two tips. I never thought I could bu freeze buttercream frosting. That is great to know. And two, um, the other thing you said, freeze the cake first before I wrap it. So you literally just put the unwrapped cake in the freezer and freeze it and then pull it out and wrap it real well? Yes, and I'm talking specifically about the ice cream cake because it's made in a mold. And then it's just like if, if I were, the same goes for cookie dough. If you're spooning out cookie dough, scooping it out, put it on a, on a sheet, slide it into the freezer, and then I pick the little cookie dough balls off and put them in a Ziploc bag. Same goes for an ice cream cake or really anything that you want to make. I mean, if it's brownies or anything like that, freeze it, then you can handle it so that you're not overly manipulating it or mangling it. Um, just make, you know, working with it, you know, stone frozen is easier. You said so many things um, that about prepping beforehand and also familiarizing yourself with the recipe. Abby, when I got into catering, then I ran Big Kitchen. Most of October, all it was was buying ingredients. Do you know what I mean? And we had a few parties, but people don't, they have Halloween parties. So they, they, they didn't use caterers as much as they just like had hot dogs and apples, you know, dunking apples for children. So I used to always say, buy all your ingredients in October. You can have a bus tub in your garage unless you have rats, but you, you know, you can put your flour, your sugar, put them in Ziploc bags. People should probably really be doing that now with shortages that they've been having if you do want to bake for the holidays. But if you do that, and then I love when you just said about cookies, just scooping out the already the size that you want or the little balls with a scooper. I mean, I've even done that. But if you froze those now and then when you're baking them off fresh in December, it will seem you've just made it so easy on yourself. See, I think the problem with the whole holidays is back to perfection. We imagine that we can do all this stuff, especially women. I mean, I know Certainly, I have some male friends that really care about Christmas dinner and stuff like that. N none of them are straight. But anyway, you know, I mean, you, most women are left to doing this. Women and grandmas, and they enlist who they can, you know, help. In an Italian family, my father cooked the prime rib. Or my father cooked the turkey, which was wonderful because my mother used to say, it's great. Daddy's busy with that. But my mother did every single other thing. Don't even talk about a potluck, you know, in my family. And it's taken me years, Abby, when someone's coming to my house for the holidays, when they say, what can I bring? I like say a bottle of wine. You know what I mean? Because I never wanted anyone to bring anything because I wanted to be in total control 
so that I knew it would be perfect. My <laughs> okay? gosh, I get it. You know, I will say that my group of friends, my husband and I, our family's group of friends, the village, we started embracing that potluck theme, that potluck idea a few years back um, because it got to the point where we weren't seeing each other because work, kids, overwhelmed with the idea of perfection um, as you yeah, know, nice. you know, yeah. you know it, it became too much. And so when we talk about desserts and holiday baking, it is kind of like a potluck. It's just your own potluck. You know, you're making your batters, you know, your cookie dough balls ahead. You're making your cookie slice and bakes ahead. And so you have all of these in your freezer. You have all of these different components, different flavors, different holiday flavors that then you can pick and choose. Um, you know, I'm going to take out six ginger crackle balls. I'm going to take out, you know, six of the oatmeal ones with the pistachios and the, you know, candied cherries, you know, and mix. And then you can, you have your own little mix and match a uh, little, you know, treasure trove in there. That is such a good tip for assortments. I never thought of that. Of course, it's probably been 20 years since I made an assortment of cookies. When you talk about brownies and you had another cake in here, you had another cake that just looked magnificent with meringue all over the top. Was that one this, the, the frozen Mexican brownie cake? Yes. Yes. There's a gorgeous picture in the book with meringue on top, but you know what I want to do with this? And especially now that you tell me I can freeze it, Abby. A couple of Christmases ago, my family's gotten smaller. Everyone died. You know what I mean? So they just, it has. I mean, it's a reality. But we usually invite a friend or two that doesn't have any place to go or a couple whose children live too far away, you know. But one, about three Christmases ago, I just, I will be honest, I bought chocolate brownies from the bakery that I go to that has delicious, beautiful French product. All It's gorgeous. And I think I bought the whole tray from her, as I remember. And then I cut them to the sizes to go in my dishes. Do you know what I mean? But I have to tell you something. Talk about my family and talk about memories. I just put scoops of vanilla haagen on top, but I heated up some hot fudge. I did make the hot fudge, I think. That was my thing. It was my mother's recipe for hot fudge. My skinny five foot nine sister who like weighs, you know, is measured by the ounce and has not, she wears the same clothes she wears and she doesn't say it to be mean. It's just when people say, oh, I love that glass. She goes, oh, I've had this glass since high school or oh, I've had these pants since high school. And of course I hate her. I hate her. <laughs> That's a whole nother story though. She's beautiful and she has gorgeous clothes and she dresses. But I saw her, she ate that hot because we always, that was a treat in my family. My mother would say, she, my mother wasn't a baby, go to the thing. We'd get hot fudge sundaes, but they might have a broken brownie piece in there. And we ate that like with wild abandon because it was exactly what I remember from being a child. And mm. it was so simple. Yeah, and I think that Denise, that's such a, a wonderful concept, you know, that so many of our, food pleasures come from nostalgia. Um, things that we remember that we used to eat, you know, and, you know, it, it just tastes better with age, I think. It does. Now I have to tell you, so Cindy and I will be expecting our um, invitation to one of the birthday parties so we get the banana. <laughs> 
let's be honest, we can fly. And we, we're very, we're mobile. The book, of course, is for sale on Amazon. But I want to say the name again. It's called Sheet Cake, Easy One Pan Recipes for Every Day and Every Occasion. It's Abigail Johnson Dodge. And Abby, I can't, I mean, I have to tell you something. This is just an absolute pleasure to talk to you too, but to read this book. Thank you. It's not intimidating. It makes me want to make something. Good, good. And, and your last book, Everyday Baker, did the same thing for me. And I made several things out of it that were wonderful. Well, madam, is there anything you wanted to tell us that I haven't asked you? Gosh, I, I think we've covered so much. Um, and you explained the whole phenomenon about cookie sheets, which <laughs> I had forgotten. All I remember thinking was, I wish you could, I'm not kidding you, how long it took me in 1971 to find a sheet cake pan to make my jelly roll in. Well, thank, thankfully, it's all so much easier now. So much easier now. Thanks to you. Thanks to gurus like you. Well, <laughs> if people want to reach out to Abby, as always, Miss Cindy on our Facebook group, womenbeyondacertainage.com, we put up Abby's information, how to reach Abby. There'll be a recipe from her publisher that we can share with you. There's usually pictures too. Of course, if you want to reach Cindy and I, we do get letters. Now, Abby, I was always afraid that we were going to get letters about my swearing <laughs> or to or talking about when I was drunk or my first marriage. But in fact, people seem to forgive all that and ask us real live questions or thank us for the information they've gotten. So just goes to show you, just goes to show you what you never know who you're going to reach. You can reach us at womenbeyond at icloud.com. And I thank Miss Cindy as always. And I think our special guest, Abby Dodge, this was just an absolute pleasure. It couldn't have been more fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Well, thank you. Sheet cake, easy one pan recipes. I'm telling you, this change your life. Change your electrolysis for an Italian girl and this cake. That's what I'm. Why is everyone laughing at my mustache this month? <laughs> Cindy knows that she's talking. I know she's laughing at my mustache. Thank you, Abby. Thank